0: Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker, and today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It has 16 amazing flavors, 8 with uh, nut in them, and 8 chocolate with, uh, that are nut-free for those of you who are allergic to nut. Um, bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, Built Bar is great for you know anybody who's wants to eat healthy. Uh, you know that's a good thing about it. Uh, you can lose and maintain weight while, indul- while indulging in the street uh, Low calorie, low sugar, high protein. So go to builtbar.com. Use promo code Locked On. You get ten dollars off your first order. So I hope everybody's had a good weekend. Fourth of July is just around the corner. When this episode drops, it will be first day of July. So we're just another day closer to playoffs actually starting uh training camps just a couple of weeks away now obviously a lot in the news we're going to discuss 15 more players being tested and positive for COVID 19 um we're going to go into a little bit more about the players you know what exactly are they sacrificing with going back to play um and then we'll close it up with talking about the hub cities so yeah, 15 more players testing positive with COVID-19. Now, if you've been listening to all the episodes for the past couple of weeks or so, I guess, I guess I guess maybe I've been talking about this since the players went back to training camps or the the involuntary the voluntary workouts, I keep calling it involuntary. Uh, I just call it that cuz I feel like, you know, these players, they're s- such huge competitors. I feel like at, you know, they just really don't have a choice. You know, they, they would rather go there, work out, do what they need to do to get in shape, to get ready for the upcoming playoffs. But yeah, um, let's just, you know, it's just one of those things where, are you surprised? You know, if you've listened to the past couple shows, yeah, you're not surprised. Yeah, Cause I said this from the start that the NHL was playing with fire, uh, coming back into this, this voluntary workouts, um, With not really a plan. I mean, yeah, they they had certain protocols in place. They had, uh, you know, players with six at a time. Now, you know, since a couple of the Lightning players were uh, tested positive and diagnosed with COVID-19, the NHL, uh, rather than maybe being a little bit on the cautious side of things, And taking some precautions decided to extend the amount of players that could be on at one session to 12 which I I mean I guess they look it at the whole Tampa Bay thing as kind of an isolated incident considering what's going on in the state of Florida as opposed to places around the country where yeah that's understandable but at the same time I can't imagine players you know not looking at that and not being in be not being spooked about it I mean the whole Austin Matthews thing he wasn't in Toronto he wasn't in Florida for you know to my knowledge I believe he was in, probably back home in Arizona but yeah I mean is is I don't think the NHL really thought this would I thought they would think that this wouldn't be a problem you know they probably thought okay we're gonna have the protocols in place six players at a time for maybe two weeks see how this goes and then um, yeah go back to normal well you know what like I said, this isn't your normal flu as we all know that by now. Uh, the, the, I believe this what they should have done is they should have announced the, the Hub Cities which it is July 1st. I believe when they even dropped the idea of Host Cities or Hub Cities or Pod Cities or whatever you like to call them. I believe that was may maybe april late april um yeah i believe it was april um, so yeah i mean wh- what is the league thinking you know they, they need to be smarter than this that what they should have done and i'm going to say this like i said on my last episode i am going to say this every day every day that an episode drops i'm going to say this every single day every single time there's going to be an incident because like like i've said also as well Is that this isn't gonna go away there's gonna be more cases unfortunately now like I've said that on past episodes I I wish that the Tampa Bay incident was isolated was but clearly it's not if 15 more players have tested positive now I don't know who these players are I don't know from what teams they exactly you know play for Um, so Which, at this point, you know, I think I I really don't care which team or which player it is. Uh, You know, these players are entitled to their privacy and all that that confidentiality. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like it's not going to go away. And it's it's something that we're going to have to live with, hopefully, you know, not into next season. Um, I'm no... I'm no expert on this whole Corona thing, but I don't see, you know, everything that you read in the news and in the paper, I don't see it going away any soon, anytime soon. I just believe that, you know, at this point, people need to be smart. They need to follow protocols. Uh, we all, we've all we all seen what this thing can and will do. I mean, I'm sure if you haven't been personally affected by it, you probably know somebody that has been, or someone who knows somebody who knows somebody who has uh, I have, you know, I have a f- I have an uncle who unfortunately had it, but you know he's he's recovering now, so you know that's a good sign. Of course, you know it's this thing isn't exactly a death threat, uh, but yeah, I mean people just need to be smart, and I'm sure the players, hopefully, I hope all of them are being smart uh, when they're going to the the workouts and when they're leaving. Um, you know, you could only ha- exact so much control over these guys and babysit them so much where once they leave the facilities, they have to they have to be careful, and you have to trust them. Um, now, having said that, um, obviously, if there are more cases, what exactly is going to happen? How is the league going to react? Now, some there's been some reports with baseball going on with the MLB, for you baseball fans, that I saw that obviously, you know, there's some players, and I know in the NBA, it's more uh, it's more newsworthy, I guess, because the NBA is kind of just around the corner, just like the NHL is as well, but uh, with the NBA, some players are dropping out, whether it's to just, you know, take care of lingering injuries or just not to risk getting the virus and then spreading it to their loved ones, and, which is obviously, you know, a reasonable excuse. Uh, The league is not forcing players to come back. MLB, um, you know, there's. I've heard some things on social media that if certain players, such as, you know, big names like Mike Trout uh, were to drop out, they think that maybe the league and some of the other players would follow suit and uh, drop out as well of playing. And then that would kind of spur kind of a domino effect where the league would eventually just, you know, cancel the season. Now, I don't see that happening with the NHL. Like I said, these at the top of the show that these guys are, you know, it's in their genetics, it's in their system. Um, this is what, you know, what they've been training for for, you know, since Pee Wee hockey. That you know they they will go out there, and we've seen it. They'll go out there with torn ligaments, muscles, broken bones, you name it. They've gone out there during the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they have they have uh they've played with it. They played through it. I mean, we've seen guys with torn up shoulders lift up. Lord Stanley, when it's all said and done, um, these guys will risk it all uh, to to play playoff hockey and to have a chance to play in the Stanley Cup Finals and also have a chance to obviously win it. So, you know, what is what are these players going to do? Are they going to drop out? Um, I don't think so. Is the league, eventually, if it sort of gets out of control, are they going to have to take action? Of course, as they should... Um, I also believe I can't see a scenario if it does get out of control that the players' association wouldn't step in and do something. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, uh, you know, cause they are sacrificing something and we'll talk about that sacrifice in just a bit. Um, but yeah, they, they just, I think that the, the best thing for the league right now what the NHL needs to do is, and you know, I've said this on past episodes, and I don't understand what they're waiting for. But the NHL needs to figure out this whole host city thing, and and just do it. There's four. They've narrowed it down to four cities: uh, the Chicago, Toronto, Edmonton, and Vegas. Okay. Um, now, unless those cities, uh, the the board of health in those cities are, you know, kind of hesitant. Um, I mean, I know, I believe Chicago is very eager to be a host city. I'm not entirely sure why. I feel like if you were a city, whether it's you're in Tampa, whatever, you would want to maybe limit the amount of people coming in uh, so you wouldn't have, you know, potential people who are carrying the virus spread it in your area. But, I mean, that's just me. Uh, I, I kind of would like to see the NHL do something kind of like uh, what, the ufc has done uh, where they have fight island and maybe we have hockey island somewhere um i don't know where they would at exactly put that um maybe some, some one of those uh those tiny islands off the coast of canada um i think yeah like labrador or something like that i'm not even sure La- i'm not good with canadian geography so uh for any of you canadian fan, uh fans uh, that are lightning fans up there in the great white north if you know of any secluded areas um up in canada uh definitely give a shout out to the show i'd love to hear what your ideas would be for up there uh the only other place that i would think that comes to mind up there in canada that like i said i am by no means an expert of canadian geography but i guess the yukon then again you would have all those conservationists uh causing an uproar in that but i mean we're just spitballing here we're i i just feel like with you know with a lot of the Uh, Feedback I've gotten not only from you fans of the lock-on lightning fans, but just from social media as well as just me kind of Spitting certain ideas out there on here. I believe that it it just feels like we're doing a lot more Than the league is actually doing then again the league like we said on the last episode is kind of always carries the mantra of The Godfather, you know don't let anyone outside the family know what you're thinking so uh, I guess they're just going to continue doing that But yeah, let's talk about bill bar while we wait for this. Uh, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are absolutely fantastic. Uh, I had the pleasure, uh, Built Bar was so kind, to send me a box of them to test out the product. Uh, these things are the real deal, I can tell you here right now. Um, they not only taste great, but you, you don't feel, I guess, unhealthy. And I'm sure you know what I mean for a lot of you who've maybe had protein bars in the past. They kind of feel... You, Make you feel like you have, um, you know, some sort of bloat, bloatedness, or you know, you you just don't feel healthy afterwards. Well, that that's totally the opposite with these things. You know, they don't leave a even a chalky residue in your mouth either. You know, they taste great. Um, everything's covered in chocolate. Uh, I've some of my favorite flavors are the orange, uh, it's it, banana, upbread. You know, like I've said, and it might sound corny, but it's absolutely true. It, it feels like they actually injected the. The, 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 the banana nut bread and the, and the orange into the, the, uh, the bar. But the official bar of Lockdown Lightning is Toffee Almond, um, and it really does taste like Toffee Almond, not like those cheap uh, copycats that you see with the cliff Bars and the other ones. But, yeah, go to com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, you get $10 off your first order. So, like I mentioned just a few moments ago, um, this network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Please visit lockedonpodcast.com backslash blacklivesmatter. You know, with the players coming back and them being able to Play hockey again after so many months of being off the ice and kind of having some sort of normalcy in their lives and being able to enjoy the game of hockey. Of course, they are sacrificing something. You know, like let's let's not let's not try and sugarcoat this in any way. They they are sacrificing their health. Um, they're sacrificing each other's health, healths by playing hockey. Obviously, you know, sport, going out and interacting with. Numerous amounts of people on a daily basis in a closed environment during one of the most biggest and ugliest uh, global pandemics that you know we've had in recent memory. And of course, these guys are as well sacrificing some money uh, with the amount of games that they, they did miss. Uh, I did read, though, that this paycheck that the players will be getting during this playoff uh, run or format or s- stretch or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this will be their last paycheck for the season. Um, but the good thing is that they won't have that much escrow just because the league will make back some money during this these playoffs. And I guess that is the reason why – part of the reason why, I guess, other than, you know, for just making it fair among other teams, is to, you know, have that that, that qualifying round um, and then just have the round-robin games as well. But, yeah, I mean, the players are sacrificing a lot. Um, you know, I don't believe they're going to be able to have a situation like the NBA players do. I don't think the NBA players, um, like, the, like I'm not that really familiar with what's going on with the NBA in terms of, you know, all the guidelines that they're going to be really be having with uh, staying at Disney and doing all that. If they could bring family or friends or whatever the case may be, um, if you want to find out any information pertaining to your. Uh, basketball team whether it's the orlando magic or miami heat or whether it's an out-of-state team uh, go to any of the corresponding channels of the locked on podcast network i'm sure they'll give you more information than you could on locked on lightning about what's going on with the nba but yeah i don't think the players will be able to have their family with them uh, while they're staying in the hotels Um, i feel like on the other side of that with the league being not being really forefront i guess uh, with uh, you know giving giving that much information as to where they're going to have the hub cities i guess that kind of puts the players behind the eight ball in terms of making plans with their family saying all right uh, we're going to end up in you know for the sake of more, we're going to end up in chicago so you know we'll we'll get all pack up all our stuff and yeah, we'll move stuff to Chicago there, and blah blah blah. But I don't think that's going to happen, and I think the players know that, and I think that's part of the reason why Artemi Panarin, if you didn't listen, if you didn't see it last week, came out and said what he said, um, which I mean, what he said was justifiable. I didn't think anything he said was out of you know out of context or out of line. I think what he said was justifiable. I think he was just speaking from the heart, and and I'm sure there's probably a good number of players uh, that feel the same way. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, unfortunately, that they are, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. They're choosing to play a sport, which, yeah, it, it gives everybody playing and who are watching it joy and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, is it, you know, what he was trying to say, I guess, you know, as much as we love playing hockey, this is from what I got. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that interpret it differently, but from what I got, you know, they don't. The league doesn't really seem to have their act together, which is, of course, we've all seen that. And we, you know, if, if obviously when you've been listening to the episodes, you know that we kind of saw this coming with, you know, but uh, yeah, they they, just, they they don't have their act together with kind of protecting the players, really locking this down. And on top of that, they don't have a plan as to when or actually where they're going to have the training camps as well as the games played. Now, what, you know, what's taking so long? They obviously should have had this kind of um, already in the bag and talked about as soon as they had a plan to come back. But what are we going to do? I mean, it's too late. I I feel like they're going to make an announcement probably maybe a week or two before training camp starts. Um yeah, um, but yeah, Artemi Panarin, uh, I think it was justified what he said, and you know they're gonna be away from their families, and it's just an unfortunate thing, and um, I'm sure that you know a lot of players are upset about that, but it's just the reality of the situation. But you know they you got you got a job to do, and you got to go out there and do it. Um, but yeah, it's just um, the league hasn't really been. You know, I guess maybe they're not taking into account the sacrifice that these players are, are making by doing all of this and coming back because, you know, a lot of players uh, could have just said to the players union, um, you know, if they don't have a plan by the time they, in terms of where we're going to play all this and that we're done. We're not going to play the rest of the season. We're not going to take any chances. And I'm sure nobody would have faulted them. I'm sure the diehard hockey fans, the really, really diehard ones who are dying to see hockey come back. And don't get me wrong. I'm, dying to have hockey back. I really do. But, you know, at what cost? You have to think about that, because at the end of the day, yeah, these people, uh, they provide a service and a source of entertainment for us, but they're human beings, just like you and I. So we have to take that into account. But the good thing about this, obviously, this uh, dead period, I guess you could call it, of no hockey, is that we will, without a doubt, have the best playoffs of all time. I mean, these guys are 100%, uh, you know, rested, ready to go because they are you know granted they have been off the ice for since march but these guys are in my opinion some of the best athletes in the world so you know they've been doing as much as they could at home so and we've been seeing countless videos online of them you know in the working out and on the ice and it seems like a lot of these guys even though obviously they're probably going like not even 50 percent uh, they they look like they haven't missed the beat, so and that's why you know that's why they're some of the best athletes in the world. So we're just kind of have to wait and see. And obviously, you know, t- at here on Lockdown Lightning, and I'm sure all the other NHL shows that are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, um, very well aware that there's going to be a, there's a sacrifice that's going to be made, and we appreciate that. With tons of models and makes out there, I'm sure it's impossible for all of you to find the parts you need for your car. Well, guess what? There's a store out there that has all the parts you'll ever need, and that's rockauto.com. RockAuto is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all the auto and body parts your car will ever need uh, from hundreds of manufacturers. rockauto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You know, I went on there the other day just to look at some stuff, just browse around, and I couldn't believe how incredibly easy it was to use. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the the, the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And when you check out, go to their How Did You find, Hear About Us box. Tell them Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So I want to close the show up by discussing a little briefly, because I'm sure you're kind of sick and tired a little bit. I I am too, but I mean the league is doing this. If you want to blame anyone for me constantly talking about hub cities, it's the NHL. They they've just been killing us for about I guess the last month or so. Uh, you know, it's just wild how you know with all this news going by, it's it f- feels like time's going by slow yet mysteriously fast. I don't know. I feel like I'm in this twilight zone when. know we have the news from the nhl coming and it just seems like days are turning into months yet they're only hours now try and wrap your head around that analogy but yeah uh we got four hub cities left chicago toronto edmonton vegas i honestly believe they're just going to cave and do toronto edmonton i just you know i uh, that wouldn't really be fun for the for the usa fans But, I mean, that's just the way it is. I think that's just what they're going to do because I feel just looking at Toronto and Edmonton just from what I know and just from what people have been telling me is that the most likely situation is that they're just going to pick those cities just because of the facilities they have and the the facilities that they'll be able to provide to the players. And, you know, if that's the case, then I'm fine with it. But if you're going to send them to Chicago or Vegas, which, I mean, top of my head i mean other than the t-mobile arena in vegas where are there other hockey facilities other than maybe the vegas practice facility there but i mean i i don't know i i i could see them putting the players up in like caesar's palace or something which would be cool but at the same time i mean is that really worth it with all those hotels there and then maybe two hockey arenas maybe two other more i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do in terms of that um then again, if they could maybe do an outdoor game at night, uh, you know. Usually, if you're not familiar with Caesar's Palace, they had an outdoor area somewhere around that. Um, if you're a boxing fan, you know right right off the bat what I'm what I'm getting to. Have the the rink out there where they have the rings usually for the fights. Um, I don't know if maybe Caesar's Palace has changed that area. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I mean i guess it's just going to be toronto and edmonton chicago i can't see i can't see it just because you have um united airlines arena where the blackhawks play i believe the bulls are there too so they don't exactly have another facility i'm sure there's hockey rinks around there but can they really facilitate um nhl practice facilities um and you know multiple teams at a time i can't really see it um We'll just have to sit and wait, obviously, and we're just gonna have to trust the NHL's decision. And you know, we're gonna have to the teams are gonna have to make the most of it, regardless of where they play. And I'm sure they will, because these people are the professionals, and they're just there to play hockey and get the job done, and that's it. And I'm sure they're they're gonna do just a fine job. But if anyone from the National Hockey League is listening to this by chance, please, I'm begging you please release those locations so we could talk, start talking about the real stuff that matters training camps uh, you know how teams are going to handle playing in those situ in those um, those environments and in those cities because that's what we really want to hear I and mean, we should have heard it maybe a month ago maybe a month and a half ago uh, yeah but that wraps up episode 68 of Lockdown Lightning part of the Lockdown Podcast Network I'm your host Adam Tanker.